I'm Leanne Spencer, expert in corporate well-being, author, and your host. Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. We bring you a 10-minute episode every single week to give you everything you need to optimize your well-being. The show's brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We use technology and science-based solutions to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to episode 252 of the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, your host. And this week we're talking about human connection, something that we've all probably missed across the last 18 months or so, where we've been socially distanced, where we've been locked down, where we've been told not to leave the house. We haven't had the same degree of human connection. And I imagine that's probably affected quite a few of you in various different ways, you know, incredibly badly to you just missed that human connection. I think most of us have certainly missed it in some form or another. We are very much hardwired to connect. We are tactile people in the main, and we need to connect with so many different things and connecting in so many different ways. And I want to talk about how we can connect some of the things that I think are really important for human connection and that energy exchange we get when we connect with something else that transcends the medium, by which I mean It doesn't matter if it's physical touch like massage, whether it's a a connection, whether it's being in a room of like-minded people or suddenly realizing you have something in common with someone or connecting with an animal or whatever it is. It transcends whatever that medium is. And it's about the energy exchange, the energized feeling you have when you actually connect with something. So I've got seven ideas for you here about connection. And number one is about connecting with yourself first. And I think it's such an important one. I think a lot of us are are very deeply disconnected from our true selves. And that's certainly the case for me. I've been nine years now in this career. And and in those nine years where I've been firstly sober, which is definitely, I'm getting sober is definitely a process of reconnection. In fact, um, Johan Hari talks about the opposite of addiction being connection. So that is a a definite way that you can start reconnecting with yourself. But since nine years ago, when I did become sober and I left the city and I started body shot and, and doing all the things that we've done and still do, I've gone through a huge process of reconnecting with myself. I'd almost say that at some point I abandoned what I stood for and went off in the completely opposite direction. And those nine years have been spent hitchhiking and by any means necessary getting back to that person. In a lot of ways, I really feel that's true. So connecting with yourself first, and you can do that simply by reconnecting or retapping into what you love. What do you stand for? What are your values? Take a good hard look at yourself and you think, am I where I want to be? Or have I got lost along the way or got dragged into another path for one reason or another? So that is definitely number one. And and number two is, I suppose, connected with that, which is about being present. Human connection quite often is simply about being present. It's not being with someone because you could be in a, you know, in a huge city like London and be deeply disconnected from everybody. It's about active listening, listening with your eyes, not waiting to jump in on a conversation just being with someone and connecting in a different energetic level than, than just exchanging words. It's really about being, being very, very present. And that takes a very deliberate action. In fact, I say that being present, truly present 
is quite a hard thing to achieve. And I've certainly discovered this, you know, this is a podcast in the world of podcasting. So in the last year or so, we've gone to doing these 10 minute insights episodes. But prior to that, we were doing interviews and I'd often find myself really wanting to to be present with a guest and and listen deeply to what they were saying. But you also find that you're also you're thinking about how you're going to respond to their answer or what you're going to ask next or where you're going to take the conversation next. And that kind of stunted presence. But in everyday conversation, we don't need to have something neatly lined up. We can, we can be present in that conversation, be present with that individual. And that comes down to lots of other things like putting your phone away and, and trying to, you know, when I pick up my godchildren from school, I really try and leave tie up any loose ends or leave anything that hasn't been done, make a to-do list and try and park it there, unpack my mind so I can be really present when I'm with them. And number three is about being truthful and being willing to share and being willing to be open. It's a fundamental part, I think, of being connected as human beings is being honest. And we have a great bullshit detector built into us. We can tell if someone's not present. We can tell if someone's not being truthful normally. And we just don't connect as well if people aren't willing to be open. And that doesn't mean pouring out your heart and your soul, but it does mean, I suppose, being open about who you are. You know, genuine, authentic people who are comfortable with themselves are much, much easier to connect with. And then number four is using oxytocin. And I've done a podcast separately about oxytocin in October of last year, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But oxytocin is a hormone that we experience, for example, when women give birth or where men and women and any other genders, you know, actually parent for the first time when you hold your baby for the first time, for example. That's when we get oxytocin. We get it from hugging. A study found that when you hold someone for 20 seconds or longer, even a complete stranger in a hug, you both get a release of oxytocin, which I think is is quite extraordinary. And obviously in times of COVID, be very careful about doing that with strangers. In fact, you might want to be cautious about doing it in general, but um, that's what the study found. So people who want to be hugged, hug them, hold them for closer than feels comfortable, and then enjoy that flood of oxytocin into your system. And you get oxytocin through other things as well, music, laughter, sharing a joke, getting that moment of connection, whether it's eye contact or establishing a commonality, helping people also releases oxytocin, massage, human touch, hugging we've mentioned, all of that is oxytocin. And my favorite way to get it, and I've spoken about this before, is staring into my dog's brown eyes and watching her, her eyes sort of narrow and her little underbite sticks out and she's just getting a rush of oxytocin. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And bonding over shared experiences, by the way, whether in the past or at that present time, also releases oxytocin. One of the best ways to feel connected, I think, is to go in pursuit of oxytocin. Number five is eye contact, which you kind of just, just mentioned. Being comfortable with eye contact, obviously, you know, not inappropriately, not holding it for longer than it's comfortable. You know, I've just mentioned I do it with the dog. Um, eye staring is something that can, can sort of make people feel deeply connected. And it's a part of a lot of people's practice in the health and well-being space is that deep eye staring and just falling into somebody else's eyes. And then the last one is body language. And body language is also a wonderful way to connect. It's quite a deep, complex topic and perhaps one for another time, but it's another way that we can connect with each other is having open and encouraging body language. So lots of different ideas there, but I suppose the main takeaway is thinking about all the different ways that you can connect with another person. Also connecting with yourself, 
connecting with a higher passion or purpose. So some of the work I do in, in terms of volunteering is I give my time to diversity role models where we facilitate workshops that help to combat homophobic, biphobic and transphobic bullying. I also fundraise for Alzheimer's Research, which is a charity I get very involved in. We do work with Helping Cats and Dogs UK, which is a local charity where we got our cat and our dog from, in fact. And I'm also getting involved in some other charities in partnership with my company, Body Shot. All of these ways are ways of connecting. But if you were to take one thing from the list that I've just talked about, I think it would be connecting with yourself. I think in the work that we do at Body Shot, which is often about burnout, it's very often not necessarily the volume of hours that someone's working or the organization or its values or its principles or what it expects of that individual. It's more often than not, people are just doing something that is so disconnected from their true self that it's causing that burnout. And I appreciate that's that's probably opening a can of worms on what is a vast topic, but I really do believe that. And quite often when we go through coaching programs with individuals, they end up changing their career at the end of it. It's not our goal to ensure that happens. And sometimes that person will know that that's what's needed and sometimes they won't. But I often feel that when you start coaching someone on all these different aspects of well-being, you're just making the deck of the Titanic prettier, cleaner, with nicer furniture and better snacks, but we're still heading towards an iceberg. So I hope that's been helpful. As always, share it with anyone who needs to hear it. Connect with us on the various different socials. All the links are in the show notes. And other than that, stay healthy, have an amazing week and all the very best for now. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our health IQ quiz. If you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.